It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blue's Disney On Demand. And this week for show number 162, for the week of January 25th, 2017, we're taking you back to those days of the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, maybe celebrate the holidays a little bit longer in those Hallmark Christmas movies, and head on over to some music television with MTV's Awkward, as we have none other than the talented, the beautiful Nikki Deloach stopping in here this week. Yes, Nikki, who you know from the all-new Mickey Mouse Club from 93 to 96, back in those golden days of the Disney Channel. She was one of those Mouseketeers alongside Justin, Christina, Brittany, and all the others. She was also part of many of the Christmas Hallmark movies that everybody comes to love every holiday season, MTV's Awkward, and so much more. And Nikki's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things from her career, what it was like being part of the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, her upcoming appearances, and even something where you're going to be able to catch her and a fellow Mouseketeer tomorrow on television. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, you have the questions, he has the answers, Answers and Aaron is going to answer all your questions in I Want to Know. We have Cody who's taking that stroll down the Hollywood Walk once again this week about more about our very special guest, Nikki Deloach. We also have Paige who's going to bring that music for your ears in the Magical Music Review. We have an all-new segment, yes, Disney Short Leash with Dominic. He's going to stop in and debut this all-new segment here at Disney On Demand. We have another Blu-ray and DVD you have to add to your collection with Jason from The Vault and tons of news hot off the D-Wire. From the Walt Disney World Resort, Disney Junior, Girl Meets World, Star Wars, Marvel, Disney Cruise Lines, and so much more. So before I jump into this week's show and we get everything just moving along here this week, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is 100% free, no-fee agency. They're going to help you plan, book, and prepare, make the most magical vacation that you can possibly have. From dining reservations, tickets, and more, they're going to hook you up, Take care of you and make it the most magical that you're going to have with your loved ones, your family, your friends, and just make those memories last. So definitely check them out. Mickey'sTravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, lots of fun things on the horizon here. We're gearing up for the one and only Nikki Deloach. So let's officially kick off show number 162 for the week of January 25th, 2017. How else? By doing a mouse roll call. Be right back, all VD heads. JC, Brittany, Josh, Rona, TJ, Alana, Ricky, P, 
Christina. Mark. Nita. Ryan. Matt. Nikki. Tony. Lindsay. Tay. Terry. Fred. You. And their dealings with dressed envelope to Davis and Kurt right down that piece. Sometimes I just wish I'd never gotten married. Be careful what you wish for. One woman gets a magical chance to see what her life would be if she never tied the knot. Well, how's it working out? How's what working out? Your wish? You don't know me? Am I supposed to? You're wealthy, single, successful. I don't know what to do. Nikki Deloach, Andrew Walker, and Cindy Williams. A Dream of Christmas on Hallmark Channel. Hello, my name is Nikki Deloach from the new Mickey Mouse Club, MTV's Awkward, and the Hallmark Channel, and you are listening to Disney On Demand. So when you get back home, what do you remember about your Disney time? It's magical. It's magical. Super magical. It's so magical. It's magical. Because it's fantastic. Because it's family time. Magic. Celebrating good times. Magic kingdom. All Paris is fun. Magic kingdom. Great place to celebrate. Happy birthday. Celebrate. Happy anniversary. It's a great place. You get away. Everybody's smiling. This is great. Mickey Mouse is in the house. In the house. In the house. In the house. It's a party on me
It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, LVG heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 162 for the week of January 25th, 2017, as we are getting ready, yes, for none other than Nikki DeLoach from MTV's Awkward, the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, many of those Christmas Hallmark movies, and so much more, as Nikki's going to stop in here and chat with LVG heads very soon. We also have the D-team here of Aaron, Cody, Paige, Jason, and the all-new D-team member, Dominic, stopping in here shortly as well, along with news hot off the D-wire. So let's just jump right into it. And before I do that, I do have to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our lifetime of Disney player, and so much more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisneyOnDemand. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. And remember, if you just can't wait and you want to get the magic instantly in your ears... All you have to do is go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. There you can get the latest shows as they get released for your iPhone, your Android, your iPod, and so many other places just by subscribing and get the magic instantly as it gets released right there in your ears. Remember, if you can't remember any of these, it's super simple. Just go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com, and we have all those links right there as well. So, all of you D-Heads, with that said, let's jump into the news hot off the D-Wire, and there wasn't a ton of news here this week, but let's talk about the one that I'm sure you've seen everywhere, so I'm not going to talk about it too much, but how about Star Wars officially announced the Episode Eight? title yes now it is going to be called star wars the last jedi we officially got the title now we just have to have the time tick away until we can get that official teaser trailer as well now everybody is speculating what does the last jedi mean well you know it actually was answered in the force awakens if you watch the opening crawl right that the storyline right there it says that they will not stop until the last jedi luke skywalker has been destroyed so it has a lot of different meanings here because it could mean luke skywalker is the last jedi or luke skywalker is the last jedi he's going to perish in episode eight and then ray becomes the last jedi there's a lot of different things here now one of the other speculations everyone keeps talking about is why is it red lettering oh no disney's changing it it's red lettering well if you look back revenge of the sith red lettering oh wait and let's go to return of the jedi red lettering so disney didn't change anything with that all the fans have to really think hard about looking back at these those two titles used red lettering as well it was usually because it was you know a really important i guess culmination of something within the Star Wars franchise and legacy. Think about it. Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, and now The Last Jedi. So, officially released, newest title. I'm excited for it. I know you all are as well, and you know, as much as I loved Rogue One, I am more excited for uh, another Skywalker continuation. I'm an old school guy. I love the episode films. Now, moving aside from the movies, let's get into television and how about girl meets world yes and how about girl meets world with season four 
might be a possibility. Yes, when Girl Meets World aired its season finale this last January 20th, it felt like the series was saying goodbye forever, which technically on the Disney Channel, it was. Now, in the episode, everybody knows Topanga Matthews, played by Danielle Fischel, opted to stay with her bay window, calling it home instead of taking a job in London. Now, it was a culmination of the series, as many Disney Channel series don't go past three seasons. There is that rare occurrence that one might go into a fourth season, but even that's kind of tricky. Now, Michael Jacobs has said that he wanted to end it where it could either be a season finale or it could be a series finale. And I think they tackled that just right this last week on Girl Meets World because it is a fantastic show and we all knew that the minute it was tagged onto the Disney Channel that it was going to be short-lived but everybody wants to see it picked up. Now many of the rumor mills were that Netflix was going to well Michael Jacobs has flat out said it is not going to happen. Netflix is not interested in Girl Meets World season four but that isn't opting it out. He said that he has been approached by a variety of other sources and other networks that might want to pick it up. I personally think you should go to Freeform or even ABC where they can explore other topics and have them grow up as well, like the original Boy Meets World. Television is in need for this kind of series on network TV, not just the Disney Channel. So we'll see what happens, see if season four even happens. I highly doubt it personally. Michael Jacobs is holding out, and many fans are, but it was a fantastic goodbye for Girl Meets World this last week. Now, since we are talking about the small screen, how about Disney hopping onto the Sunny Bunnies? Yes, Disney Junior in the United States picked up the Digital Light Studios non-dialogue series. Yes, you heard me right, non-dialogue series, which is also heading to Disney channels in Europe, the Middle East, Africa, and Asia Pacific. Now, the London-based content distribution company Media IM has signed a broadcast deal with Disney for the dialogue-free CGI series Sunny Bunnies. Now, this is going to have the first season of 52 three-and-a-half-minute episodes aimed at kids ages four to seven, and it's going to launch on Disney Junior later this year. Now, everybody loves this, you know, worldwide, basically, that this Sunny Bunnies is like a nice little segue cartoon, you know, pretty much like what Disney already does, where they have like uh, the emojis or Disney Zoom Zoom, where they're having their little buffers and whatnot. Now, the Sunny Bunnies are five beaming balls that appear anywhere that there is light. Now, the series was created by Digital Light Studio. It is highly popular, and now Disney has signed on for the first season for all 52 three-and-a-half-minute shows to air on the Disney Channel in between many of their other television and Disney Junior shows as well. Now, since we are talking about Disney Junior and little kids, everybody loved Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, but it was reaching its culmination, its point where it kind of tapped out for many of the Disney Junior crowd. Well, how about Mickey and the Roadster Racers is getting a huge reception. Now, this is in tow with some of those old wacky races. If you may remember back in the old Hanna-Barbera days, well, the Mickey Mouse house has now gotten entirely charged with high TV ratings everywhere. Now, the show is going to roll out internationally throughout 2007. 17. Now, after 10 years of the classic Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, everybody has loved it. They thought it was time to change it up a little bit and have something fun with the Mickey and the Roadster Racers. Now, each episode has a variety of different things with monster machines, cars, and it is still a learning tool, something that it already continues to do with Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. They're going to interact with many of the young viewers, ask them questions, let them solve many problems as well. But this was one of the highest Disney Junior rated shows this last month with over 1 million videos on with over 1 million views alone 
on YouTube and their other network. Now, for all the telecasts to date, Mickey and the Roadster Racers has reached over 13 million total viewers so far, including 5 million with ages 2 to 8 years old and 5 million for adults. Yes, like all of us, we all love our Disney, so we were watching them as well. So stay tuned for more of that coming from the Disney Channel. The Mickey Roadster Racers is gung-ho and ready to go. Talking about, I guess, the classic Disney, getting into, you know, we're talking about classic characters here. Let's get into the 90s and how fitting. We have Nikki DeLoach stopping in here very shortly, and she's right up the 90s alley with Disney with the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. But how about 90s nostalgia coming to the Disney parks with the all-new VHS-styled merchandise? Now, this past week, there is all-new merchandise that is great for all of you that love the old clamshell VHS cases, many of which all of us still own am i right we all still really own these now these are great notebooks that are themed to look like the old clamshell tape boxes now the outside of the cover of the notebooks resemble many of the original packaging from the disney vhs tape movies and the first inside pages are replicas of the actual tapes themselves followed by standard notebook kind of paper ruled lines as well now the only available style so far is aladdin beauty and the beast and the lion king it is unclear if Disney is going to release any other journals based on this or animated titles, but I would love to see some classic like Mary Poppins, some bed knobs and broomsticks, maybe go to Rescuers Down Under, um, you know, maybe even go even farther. Uh, not Sleeping Beauty so much, but maybe a, a Black Cauldron, just tossing it out there. But if you are at the parks, this is a way to get some really awesome notebooks. I see many of us just buying these just to have them and not even use. Now, since we are talking about paper items here and notebooks, how about Disney officially reaching a deal for digital comics debuting? Yes, the action-packed world of Disney's Duckburg and Mouse Ton is about to get even more accessible. Now, starting this February, just next week, IDW Publishing's entire slate of ongoing comics is going to include and become digitally available for many to read and view. Now you can dive into the worlds of modern and classic Disney comics from such creators as Andrea Castellian, Romana Scarpa, William Van Horn, among many others. And these are classic, great Disney comics that you want to read. Now, no adventure is too big for Mickey Mouse, even with the Phantom Blot and Pegleg Pete on the prowl. Uncle Scrooge is ready to go in Duckburg, and many others. Now, some of the online ones that are going to be available that previously were only available in print is going to be Donald and Mickey, the Magic Kingdom Collection, Donald Duck Issues 1 through 18, Donald Duck Timeless Tales, Donald Duck's Halloween Scream Number 1, Duck Avengers, Giant Halloween Hex, Mickey and Donald Christmas Parade 1 and 2, Uncle Scrooge Number 1 through 22, Mickey Timeless Tales, as well as Walt Disney's Comics and Stories and Walt Disney's Comics and Stories 75th Anniversary. Now, I didn't mention all of them because it's a pretty hefty list. I only gave you a couple of them here. But this is great. I mean, what better way to keep comics going and reading? Reading is so important and so much fun. And, and now you got a chance to see some of these classic comics in a digital format to keep them alive, keep the stories going, and just sit down and have something to read while you're eating your lunch at work or just really having that quick bite to eat or just maybe reading before you go to bed. Read it with your kids and really introduce them to the world the vast knowledge of comic books. Now, Disney fans can now pre-order many of the titles, even digitally right now, through Comicology in preparation of the February 1st launch date. 
since it seems like we're going through this retro phase here, and I did mention that there isn't a ton of news here this week for within the Disney company, how about Celine Dion recording a new song for Disney's Beauty and the Beast? Now, last week we did talk about how Ariana Grande and John Legend were going to do the cover, and there was such a huge uproar everywhere online about how they're not using the original, why aren't they having Celine Dion sing it? It's a new generation. People, you gotta get over it. They are the hot artists now. They are the artists that are going to cover it just like Celine Dion was back in the day. But for all of you older fans who remember Beauty and the Beast like me, you know, Celine Dion is gonna record an all new song for the Beauty and the Beast film. Now that Disney's Beauty and the Beast live action is ready to go and it's going to be its own beast, sure to say, the singer has announced she will perform an original song for the soundtrack to the live action remake. Now the superstar tweeted the news this last week and it was sure to delight many of her fans everywhere. She wrote, I am thrilled to announce that I'll be performing a new song. How does a moment last forever for Disney's upcoming Beauty and the Beast? Now Entertainment Weekly reported the new track was written by original Beauty and the Beast composer Alan Menken and lyricist Tim Rice. And it's described as an emotional ballad about holding on to life's precious moments. Something I tell all of you D-heads about every single week here. Don't I always say, never neglect family for business just like Walt? Same thing. Now apparently the song will run in the final credits as everyone is wiping their tears away from this fantastic film. Now Celine Dion, everybody knows, did sing that original song back in 1991 with Peebo Bryson and also won an Academy Award and three Grammys. Now this is going to be a fantastic addition, a little nod to the past and something for the future for the all-new Beauty and the Beast. So all of you D-heads, with that said, like I like I was mentioning, there isn't a ton of news here on the D-Wire, but their show is not slowing down. We have a ton of things on the horizon as we gear up for all new Mickey Mouse Club alum, Hallmark Christmas movies, MTV's Awkward, and so much more. We have the talented and beautiful Nikki DeLoach stopping in here very shortly. We also have the D-Team. You have the questions, he has the answers. Aaron's going to answer all those questions, and I want to know. We have Cody with the Hollywood Walk, Paige with a magical music review, Jason with another Blu-ray you want to add to your collection in the vault, and let's not forget the all-new D-Team member. Dominic with Disney's short leash. So get ready for this all new edition here at the show as well as Dominic's debut in here this week as part of the D team. So before I release the reins here to the D team and we continue on with this week's show, I do got to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is 100% free, no fee agency. They're going to help you plan, book, and prepare and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations and so much more, they are going to hook you up take care of you. They've been in business since 1994. They are knowledgeable and experts. And just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio, they are going to hook you up with lanyards and autograph books and all kinds of goodies just by mentioning that you heard about them here at the show. So definitely check them out. Mickey'sTravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, let's press on for show number 162 for the week of January 25th, 2017. And the next time I'm back, I'm going to have Nikki Deloach here in the studios ready to talk with all of you. Be right back and take it away, team.
Benson, the author of I'm Not Dead Yet and also The Beast. And you're listening to Disney On Demand. Cooper, dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. The Disney Channel is going to the country. As sweet as a peach in the summertime. To meet an average American family. Hello? Simple folk. Yay, yay! With simple needs. She going out with right now. I'm currently available. Good, good. <laughs> well, I'm like totally offended. They're part.
part of our new Monday night lineup. The doctor who makes house calls, it's a small backward town. The Torkelsons, every Monday night at 6.30 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. Mm -hmm. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Well, my voice isn't back 100%, but I'm a lot better than I was last week. But the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Sheila Grubber of Chicago, and she writes, Aaron and Disney On Demand? Question about the old Disney Channel show, The Torkelsons. I saw somewhere that Brittany Murphy was on the show, but I didn't see her in the first season. It also shows Jason Mardeen, but I didn't see him either. Also, some places say there were two seasons, yet I can only find one. Thoughts? Well, The Torkelsons was a fun show. The Torkelsons aired on the NBC network from September 21st, 1991 to June 6th, 1993. It was produced by Walt Disney Television in Season 1 and Touchstone Television in Season 2. The series starred Connie Ray, Olivia Burnett, and William Schulart. For the second and final season, the series was retooled and renamed Almost Home. The series lasted a total of two seasons, consisting of 33 episodes. In the Torkelsons, Mrs. Millicent Torkelson is a do-it-yourselfer with a flair for finding ingenious ways to make ends meet. Her oldest daughter, Dorothy, is a sensitive dreamer who finds solace by talking to the man in the moon. The rest of the clan includes... Stephen Floyd, Chucky Lee, Mary Sue, and Ruth Ann, all of whom easily get themselves in and out of trouble, making the best of a bad times. After ending its first season on June 16, 1992, the series was retooled and renamed Almost Home, premiering on February 6, 1993, the second incarnation features the Torkelsons relocating to Seattle after Millicent accepts a job as a nanny following the foreclosure of the Torkelson family home. In this series, Stephen Floyd and Ruth Ann did not appear, nor were they mentioned. Millicent took the other three children to live with Brian Morgan, who's played by Perry King, and his two kids, Gregory, played by Jason Marstein, and Molly, played by Brittany Murphy. Brian ran a successful clothing catalog magazine titled Molly Gregory, business started by his late wife and so named after both his children. The second season lasted 13 episodes. Our next question is from Tom Broughton of Dallas and he writes, Diz Radio, great show. I was thinking about the old Disney specials that were on TV. I think I remember Will Smith at one point on one of them, but I'm not sure at all about just memories from my past. Help. Well, you're remembering Disneyland's 35th anniversary celebration. It aired on the Magical World of Disney on NBC on February 4th, 
1990. The special was directed by John Landis and hosted in part by Tony Danza. It focused on the changes to Disneyland over the years as stars recalled their favorite attractions. The sketch sketches featured appearances by the cast of Cheers including Rhea Perlman, George Wint, and Kelsey Grammer, Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff, Miss Piggy and Gonzo, Ernest P. Worrell, and R2-D2 and C-3PO. You can watch this special on YouTube to relive this TV special in all its glory. Well, our final question this week is from Greg, and he writes, DT Marriott, this one is for you, man. Great podcast, love it. My question is about the Haunted Mansion. The Hitchhiking Ghosts are my favorite. What are their names, and is there a backstory for them? I'm sure I could find this online, but at the moment, I'm feeling lazy. Thank you. Well, I love these guys, and it's one of my favorite attractions, too. Their semi-official names are Phineas, who's the Traveler, Ezra, who's the Skeleton, and Gus, who's the Prisoner. Although the name of Dave has also been used on some merchandise for the Traveler. Here's what I could find as far as a backstory. Gus was a shepherd who only wanted to get some sleep. But everywhere he went, he had bad luck until he was arrested in Port Royale until he died and found his way to the mansion. He soon wants to leave since the other ghost parties keep him awake, and he joins Ezra and Phineas. Ezra Gasser was a prankster since childhood, and he ran a successful practical joke business when he got older. Seeking out new jokes to help his business, he discovered Chinese finger traps from a mysterious salesman, but found himself unable to free himself. He laughed himself to death and was then invited to the mansion. However, his pranks made the other ghost angry, resulting in him joining Phineas and Gus. Phineas Q. Hackenbush was a snake oil salesman who was chased by an angry mob given snake tongues by his miracle cure right off a cliff. After being invited to the mansion, he kept his business going, but when Madame Leota reminded everyone they were already dead, he was chased out, joining Gus and Ezra. These backstories are from the Haunted Mansion comic book series that ran from 2005 to 2007. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron. E-R-I-N at DizRadio.com Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Any other big words you heard? I mean, other big words, they're just so absurd, like in
anti-disestablishmentarianism. That's a pretty big word, but it isn't anything like my words. It's not the same like monofluorodichloromethane. That's a real nice word, but it's not the same thing. I mean, it doesn't have the ring. It simply doesn't swing. You're looking for a word that makes things happen. Listen to the word about which I'm rapping. They say you say a lot of makes you sound precocious. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Aliexpiasic fragicalarupus. Just in time, there's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. <laughs> They have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. Now I will raise the safety bar, and a ghost will follow you home. Ha <laughs> Hello everybody, my name's Dominic. I've been traveling from the Northeast on Disney vacations for about 40 years. For the last two years, my wife and I have been vlogging a series of cartoon Disney tips, and I'm very excited to bring this segment called Disney Short Leash right here to you. So what exactly does doing Disney World on a short leash mean? Well, when we're talking about a short leash, we aren't talking about those degrading harnesses parents use to keep their toddlers from becoming free range. We're talking about making the most out of a shorter trip, or just trying to get the most out of your theme park day. I mean, let's face it, trip advice is easy if the person you're dealing with has a ton of time and an endless budget. Decisions become simple. Take your time, do every attraction you can, and eat anything that isn't nailed down. But 
What if your family only has a few days and money is tight? Well, folks, now you're on a short leash. Fear not, this segment will hopefully give you some tips to do more with your short trip and limited funds than others would do with twice the time and a bigger budget. Keeping with the theme of this week's guest, Jonathan asked for a short leash tip for Hollywood Studios. I could try for a quick laugh and take an easy way out by saying skip it until they finish rebuilding it. However, in our household, we love ourselves from Hollywood Studios, even at its current state of construction and anticipation. My wife and kids consider it their second favorite park. So today's Hollywood Studios short leash tip has to do with food. For many, Disney dining is a cornerstone of their trip, as it should be. However, on a short leash trip for our family, food starts taking a backseat to other attractions. See, if you're short on time, a Disney World trip starts becoming about triage. I start thinking about what we can only do at Disney World. Having Rod Serling from Beyond the Grave drop me from a tower certainly makes the cut. Being a spectator and is as live as it's ever going to get version of The Muppet Show, I'm in. Blowing up the Death Star on an intergalactic poor bus... I'm not going to be able to do that anywhere else. However, eating at a good restaurant, well, I don't even have to leave my neighborhood for that one. On a short visit, your park ticket is at its most expensive. You might not be getting that cool rolling ticket discount you get when you stay for a week or more. You might be paying in the neighborhood of about $100 a day. For us, we're a family of five, so this is a $500 endeavor before we hit our first gift shop. If the park is open for 12 hours, it's costing almost $42 an hour to spend the day there, and that's assuming that we're there from open to close. If it takes an hour and a half to eat at a restaurant, we are burning over $62 in park time before we even order anything. I am not saying it's not worth it, I'm just saying it's not making our short leash cut. Now, restaurant dining isn't the same as theme dining. A meal with a show, a meal in a castle, or dining with a rotating cavalcade of princesses or beloved iconic wilderness animals is something that you certainly aren't going to get your favorite neighborhood restaurant. Making those kind of memories may certainly be worth the time and investment, even if the minutes are at a premium. In fact, my family enjoys two such places at the studios. The 50s Primetime Cafe comes to mind. Unless you're a wedding guest, where else will it cost you money to get harangued while eating by a stranger claiming to be a relative? And of course, my personal favorite, the sci-fi dine-in. Sitting in a car, watching B-movie trailers while enjoying burgers and milkshakes, you can't do that at your local casual dining establishment. Ever try to back your car out of the dining room of an Applebee's? It's impossible. As good as they are, I submit an even better short lease experience is when you combine eating with another attraction. Killing two birds with one stone, where it's not costing you park time by eating, but actually saving you time. Our family fell into such a twofer when we accidentally created our own Hollywood Studios firework dinner party. I'll quickly set the stage. It was late, we were hungry. We strolled up to the Brown Derby Lounge, and for the uninitiated, that's the bar and a collection of tables outside the main Brown Derby restaurant on this patio type thing. We were seated without a wait nor reservations, and we even had some of the best wait service we've ever had at a Disney restaurant. We ordered almost every small plate there is. Now, I am not a foodie. I had the Wagyu beef sliders. I'm still trying to figure out what a Wagyu is. So here's my wife Anita to tell you a little bit about everything on the menu that we ordered. Okay, I got to have a bite of the sweet corn bisque because you like downed it right away. I didn't even get a piece of it because it was gone. It was like gone in half a second. So I can't even talk about that. Uh, the cheese board is out of this world. It has the most balanced cheeses that I have 
ever tasted. Every single one of them is perfect. The choices are perfect. The pickles are perfect. Everything that's on that board is picked for a reason. Um, the andouille crusted shrimp, again, fantastic. We didn't have the Cobb salad on purpose because we've had it before. We did have the uh, Wagyu beef sliders. That's more of uh, my husband's favorites. Um, he ate all of those. I can't really talk too much about it. <laughs> um, I did eat most of the crispy bites. The risotto sticks were unbelievable. I could eat those all day long. The raspberry sauce that it came with, I could just bathe in it. It's so good. I love it. It is wonderful. The sweet corn and rock shrimp fritters, those are fantastic. I didn't even use the uh, chipotle aioli. I didn't even need it. You just pop them in your mouth. They're fantastic. I, there's nothing on this that I wouldn't order again. There you go, folks. That is a food pro. Uh, my review would have been like, well, it was yummy. But what really made it a short leash thing is just when we got there, it was completely by accident, but we had perfect seats for fireworks. As we're eating, they're blowing up all around us. We're having our own fireworks party, and we ordered everything on the menu for less than $90. That was for five people. We had made ourselves a much more economical, completely by accident, fireworks dinner party. Knocking two things off the list, watching the fireworks, having food, that's the definition of short leash people. I hope you enjoyed the tip. Jonathan, thanks for inviting me. Catch you next time. Now here's Matt, Mark, Nita, Nikki, Ricky, Rona, Ryan, Tony, Alana, Carrie. <laughs> Forget it. Here's the whole club in a video jam called We Are Family.
is Lindsay Alley from the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Now, we've all seen Nikki sing, dance, and act here in the club, but let's see what she likes to do for fun in her hometown of Blackshear, Georgia. This is my hometown, Blackshear, Georgia. Let's check it out. This is downtown Blackshear, and as you can see, it's not very big. We don't have a mall. We only have two fast food restaurants, but it's what I call home. This is our main street. That's our traffic light. This is my dance studio. Everybody knows everybody here. Oh, hi! <laughs> this is Brandy, one hey. of my very best friends, and she just got in a car. A cool place near where I live is the Okie Pinocchio Swamp. I tell you what, let's go find some gators. <laughs> I like coming to the Okie Swamp because it's very quiet and peaceful. And it's a time you can just come and rest and enjoy nature. Time to play basketball! <laughs> My house is like the little hangout and everybody comes here every afternoon. <laughs> I'm just one of the boys. It's me and one other girl. That's the only girls that live in our neighborhood. But it's good, though. It makes me tough. Yeah! Okay. Y'all, let's go ride. Here in the South, we all like to ride bikes. We play hide-and-go-seek, and one of the mopeds will go and, like, maybe sit inside the driveway, and all the other ones will go and hide somewhere. And when you find them, you chase them all around the neighborhood on the moped until they get back to base. Fun, huh? Where I live in the South, it gets very, very hot. We'll be sitting there and we'll be hot and everything, and we're like, let's go swimming. So we'll all jump in the pool. Well, actually, we don't jump in the pool by ourselves. Somebody will throw somebody else in. Zero. One. Shut up. This is what we all do to cool off. Whenever I think of home, I think of a place that you can go to no matter what happens. No matter how down you're feeling, once you walk through that door of your home, there's just a feeling you get inside of, I'm home, everything's going to be okay. It's the best place in the world to be. There's no place like home. <laughs> Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-C. -E -E. Hey, all you D-heads out there, it's Cody getting ready to bring you another segment of the Hollywood Walk, where this week we have none other than Mickey Mouse Clubber herself, Nikki Deloach. We are extremely excited to have her here with us on the show, so why don't we dive right in and get to know Nikki a little better here before she meets up with Jonathan in just a few short minutes. Nikki was born September 9th in 1979 in Waycross, Georgia. She got her first taste 
taste of acting at a very young age as a preschool child at the annual talent show at Pierce County High School in Blackshear, Georgia. As a child growing up, she was heavily involved in the pageant world, and she won numerous state and national titles. At a very young age, she secured an agent for modeling and landed several jobs for print ads. But in 1993, she caught her big break in the all-new Mickey Mouse Club in 1993, where she joined fellow cast members. We're going to start name-dropping here. Carrie Russell, Ryan Gosling, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, and J.C. Chazez. After the Mickey Mouse Club was canceled, she moved to Los Angeles to pursue her acting career, where her work included television appearances in Misery Loves Company and movie roles in Gunfighter's Moon and The Traveler. In 1998, she became a member of the girl group Innocence. The group was managed by Justin Timberlake's mother, and it was an opening act for both NSYNC and Britney Spears. The group had a cameo in the film Long Shot before calling it quits in 2003. Now, other than being known for being cast in the Mickey Mouse Club, she's probably more recently known for her role as the lead actress on Awkward, the number one scripted and critically acclaimed series as Lacey Hamilton. And she will also be co-hosting an episode of Home and Family set to air on January 26th. So get your DVRs ready for that one. She recently starred in the hit TV movie A Dream of Christmas, which aired on the Hallmark Channel. So if she looks familiar from around your Christmas times, you're watching a lot of Hallmark movies, probably her. While working on Awkward, it won a People's Choice Award for Favorite Cable TV Comedy and was nominated for Favorite Dramedy. She has a very large social media following with a verified Instagram with over 117,000 followers, a verified Twitter with over 62,000 followers, and a verified Facebook page. So quite the huge following, and I'm sure it's just going to continue to grow as her career continues to take her to bigger and better places here. She's also the co-founder of IWE, which is Women Supporting Women in Entertainment. It's an organization supporting women in the entertainment industry. The organization's aim is to empower women while working to close the gender gap in Hollywood. She's attended recent A-list events including People Style Watch's annual Denim Party, Spike TV Guys Choice Awards, Maxim's Hot 100 Party, Women in Film Max Mara, Face of the Future Award, Elton John's Oscar Party, InStyle's Oscar Viewing, and Golden Globe Party's QVC Oscar Party, EW's Pre-SAG Party, the Audi Golden Globe Party, and TV Guide's Hot List Party. She's been invited to probably more parties than I've been to, so she's been having a ball, it looks like. She was the lead in the Hallmark TV movie, Christmas Land, which premiered last year, so apparently she's got a thing for Christmas movies on the Hallmark Channel, so keep an eye out for that in the next coming years. I know I sure will be. She was a guest on Home and Family with Mario Lopez, and also on Hello Ross and The Marie Show. She also had a recent guest starring role on Grey's Anatomy and The Player. So other than all of that, let's see what else Nikki has done in her career. As mentioned, she made an appearance on Grey's Anatomy. She's also made appearances on Mad Men, Sirens, Criminal Minds, Major Crimes, NCIS, The X's, CSI, Ringer as Shailene Briggs, where she played three episodes in 2012, The Defenders, Traffic Light, Days of Our Lives, where she was Brenda for 12 episodes, Cold Case, CSI New York, Windfall, Grounded for Life, North Shore, where she was Mary Jean or MJ Bevins for 21 episodes, Walker, Texas Ranger, and let's see what she's done on the big screens as well. She's been in movies such as Net 2.0, The House Bunny, An American Carol, The Trial, The River Y, Love and Other Drugs, Flying Lessons, Mask Maker, Hollywood, The Hunted, The Devils in the Details, A Kind of Magic, and she will be also in the movie Chained and Bound, which is coming out this year sometime. So as you can see, after the Mickey Mouse Club, she has just kept pushing forward and she's been keeping busy throughout her 
entire career, and it looks like she has no intentions of slowing down anytime soon. It's going to be very, very exciting to see where her career takes her from this point going forward, especially with those Christmas Hallmark movies that everyone loves to enjoy. Just good family fun around the holidays, so it'll be really exciting to see where Nikki takes her career from here. Well, as they used to say in the Mickey Mouse Club, now it's time to say goodbye to all my company, <laughs> MIC. See you real soon, guys. K-E-Y. Why? Because I like you. M-O-U-S-C. Don't forget, everyone, you can always email at Cody at DizRadio.com, C-O-D-Y at DizRadio.com, and get ready, because Nikki DeLoach is coming out with Jonathan right after this. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Have a great one. If there's a prize for rotten judgment, I guess I've already won that. No man is worth the aggravation. That's ancient history, been there, done that. You're dying to cry your heart out Camera, action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many times those are ones that are on the small screen, the big screen, ones that have been passed on for generations. And with us here this week is somebody that's no stranger to any of that. You know her from the all-new Mickey Mouse Club from the 90s, as well as numerous Hallmark original movies for that Christmas time season. She's also been part of MTV's Awkward, a critically acclaimed television series, and so much more. We have none other than the talented, the beautiful Nikki Deloach here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Oh, thanks so much for having me. What an introduction. Can you just come with me everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we would need, just to walk through the door every time and, you know, have like a, you know, a guy with a, you know, a trumpet playing and we can kind of go through all your credits right there. I think that sounds great. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it is our pleasure having you on. I mean, somebody of your resume, you know, a staple on television, movies, so much more. I guess, you know, starting right away, the one question we love to ask everybody, of course, is what led you down that road of acting? And of course, uh, you know, getting started on the all-new Mickey Mouse Club back in the 90s. Oh, yes. Um, You know what? I was just one of those kids that, I mean, by the time I was three years old, I just knew that I wanted to be a performer. I, I was in dance classes at three. Started doing, started doing gymnastics. Uh, soon after that, I started singing in church and performing in church and then, um, you know, had a commercial agent and did like some modeling, kid, uh, kid modeling and one thing just led to another, to another, to another and the next thing you knew, I was auditioning for the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, but I always loved it. I was always obsessed with movies and performing and, um, there's a picture of me at, at like four years old performing for um, uh, in the high school auditorium for our entire high school for where I lived. And I wish I actually had that <laughs> the guts that I had a, as a four-year-old. But, yeah, I just always loved it. And then whenever I um, – uh, when I was 12, I found out that I had become a new member after auditioning, of course, of the new Mickey Mouse Club. Well, you know, and that went on to, you know, be, a, I guess, basically anything that's involved with the Mickey Mouse Club is always a, a cult status, and everybody always has grown up with that, passed on to generations. Um, I guess with that and being part of the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, um, at the time, did you realize it was going to be as big as it was? Because at that time, that was already the third incarnation of the show. It was, yes. And, you know, I think, I mean... I I was obsessed with the Mickey Mouse Club. So as a kid, you know, um, my mom told me, and I didn't remember this, but my mom told me like years before I'd actually gotten on the show that I was sitting in their living room and I was watching it on TV. And I looked and I told my mom, I'm going to be on that show. And she was like, oh, okay. You know, it's always good to dream big. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to be on that show. I was obsessed with it. I loved it. It, it had everything that I enjoyed as a kid. Um, and so for me, in my eyes, of course, it was a big deal. Um, did I have any idea that there was going to be such an explosion of, I guess you could say, fame and success that came out of the the seven of us new Mouseketeers? I don't. No, I don't think any of us had any clue that, you know, Justin and Brittany and, you know, <laughs> they would go on and be some of the most famous performers in the entire world. And, you know, Ryan Gosling just won a Golden Globe. Um, yeah, I don't think any of us thought that that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, and and with that, too, you know, because it is, I guess, this cult standing and, you know, people loved it for generations. Are you ever out and about there uh, and people still recognize you from the Mickey Mouse Club? And they're like, oh, my God, I grew up with you. Yes, all the time, actually, all the time. Um, and it's really it's really cool when that happens or somebody will come up and they'll be like, uh, you know, very, and then they're in a really whispery, quiet, you know, secretive voice. Be like, I used to watch you on the Mickey Mouse Club all the time. It was my favorite show. Um, and, uh, it's so nice to hear. I mean, but I also understand, I understand their feeling of like what it meant to them to have a show like that as a kid because it meant the same thing to me. 
you know, so it always means a lot. Definitely. And, you know, moving on from there, you know, of course, you're not always stuck in the past. You were also part of the highly successful MTV's Awkward, you know, number one scripted, critically acclaimed series, you know, playing Lacey Hamilton, um, you know, fantastic show. I mean, everybody really enjoys that show. I mean, and that has its own, I guess, I hate to use the word cult fan following again, but that really is the truth. What is it like being part of this, you know, edgy kind of different show at the time? Uh you know what? But, um, another tremendous blessing in my life. I, I, it's, it's so funny. You know, when I got awkward, I had already been in this business, you know, what felt like many lifetimes. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I got on the show, and I got on the show with a bunch of kids where for all of them, for most of the people on awkward, this was their first series regular show that they've ever done. Um, like the first time they've been a series regular on a TV show and, uh, they were so young. And, um, I said to them, you know, after the first season, cause it was so special. It was one of those experiences where the, the, the material was great. Um, the characters were great, but also we all were obsessed with each other. Like we loved being around each other. We loved working with each other. We hung out. Um, outside of work, and that doesn't always happen. It, it, the stars align, and something very special happens whenever that kind of energy occurs on a set. And um, and I remember telling them, you know, be remember every single day and be grateful for every single day of this process because it doesn't always happen this way. You know, this is we are very very fortunate. You know. Um, and it was, it was just like getting to do material that was so funny and full of heart and getting to do it every single day with people who were my best friends in life. Um, it was a real joy. And the fact that the audience and loved it so much and it rang true with so many teenage girls or boys and, and also a lot of parents who were watching it because either they're young mothers or they had, you know, difficult or tumultuous relationships with their teenage daughters. I got <laughs> so many responses from mothers who were like, I'm, I'm going through this with my own daughter. I, it just, it, it really, I think, um, I think it was a really special show, and I think the fact that the audiences responded the way they did to it just spoke to, to how special of a show it was. Well, you know, and it went on, too, because it was such a that special show. And you can always tell when, you know, cast and crew and people tend to mesh. I mean, because it won a People's Choice Award for Favorite Cable TV Comedy and so much more. So that right there speaks volumes. Oh, I was ready to say with that, too, it's it speaks to volumes to many of the people that love the show that you won these awards. It was fun. And you all really connected. It's so true. It's true. I mean, I was just actually at uh, Molly Tarloff, who played Sadie. I was just at her bachelorette weekend in Ojai with, you know, Barrett, who played Ann Alley, and Jillian, who played Tamara. <laughs> we were just uh, we were just there this last weekend all together. So, um, you know, the friendships and the love and everything was very real on that show, and will continue honestly for forever. Definitely. Now, you know, of course, uh, you know, aside from that, one of the things that everybody loves, including my own wife and many other people here, is of course the Hallmark Christmas movies. Everybody loves those. You know, you were part of Christmas Land and this last Christmas, um, A Dream of Christmas. Now, these have become kind of the staple. I mean, it's kind of people tune in and they love these movies. Um, I guess 
uh, doing these two. One, do you love Christmas time just as much? And two, um, you know, are we going to see you in more Christmas movies to come if the roles get offered? <laughs> um, well, number one, yes, I do love Christmas time. I think I just love the holiday season in general because, you know, for me, um, well, there's the obvious, obviously, you know, the food and the fun and like all of that. But I think for me, it's extra special because I've worked since I was a kid and I left home at 12 years old. And there would be times throughout the year where I would be so busy working that I would not be able to get home to my family until Christmas. But I knew that at Christmas time, no matter what I was doing, I would be at home with my mom and my dad and sister and brother and my whole family. So it meant something extra special to me, you know, um, I, 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 I think. So, uh, and then when Hallmark asked me to do the first movie, I had been a huge fan, like just like your wife, you had said, a huge fan of the Hallmark Christmas movies. Um, for years, it was part of my tradition, I guess you could say, over the holidays, was I would record, you know, 15 of them that would come on TV, and then I would decorate my house and my tree and wrap gifts and cook, all while all of the movies were playing and they were on, and I loved them. And they always carried such a good message, and they were so feel-good, and you knew that, like, you know, nobody's dying at the end. Um, so... <laughs> so I was such a fan of them myself, so when I got asked to do the do Christmas plan, of course I I jumped at the opportunity to be a to be a part of the Hallmark family, and um, was super happy to come back to do a Dream of Christmas, which is a movie I I really loved, and um and the whole the whole experience. It's always actually doing one of their movies is always an incredible incredible experience, and um. Yeah, I love being a part of the Hallmark family. And, um, yeah, we're kind of talking about, like, what we're going to do together this year. So we'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> well, you know, and like you said, these become staples. Everybody loves watching them. They're going to, you know, continue to get aired. And, you know, in your most recent one, A Dream a dream of Christmas, come on, it, it didn't hurt uh, driving the nice fancy car, right? Oh, listen, I have to say, I'm not really, you know, cars aren't really my thing. They're my husband's thing, but, like, for me, I, I don't really care what I drive as long as it, like, just gets me from A to B. Um, but getting in that car was pretty special. Like, when you crank it up and the whole, like, the whole car just reverberates power. And you're like, ooh, okay. <laughs> I see why people can get into this. <laughs> That was pretty fun, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Now, you know, so many other things that you have going on, and of course, some newer things coming up that we'll talk about here shortly as well. But another thing is you're also the co-founder of IWE, Women Supporting Women in Entertainment. I guess, how did that come about? And, uh, you know, how did you want to co-found this organization that is, you know, really beneficial for the industry? You know what? It really is. Um, it actually, uh, several years ago, um, you know, I just realized I was having conversations with, you know, Wendy Haynes and uh, Jen Dee Kelly and a lot of these women who are founding members of this organization. And, you know, Wendy had been trying to get a movie produced and I had just been on a show where, um, you know, for the first couple of seasons, there were besides the showrunner, there were no other female directors that were hired. And it was a female driven show the whole idea of awkward was female it was this female perspective of this young teenage girl and 
I kept hearing these stories of how hard it was for women to be able to get opportunities behind the camera. And then the numbers came out of the percentage of women that were being given opportunities behind the camera, whether it was writing or directing or producing. And it was shocking to me because I could not believe that, you know, some of these numbers had not changed since the 40s, which is horribly embarrassing, especially in an industry that proclaims to be super progressive in their beliefs. Um, so we all kind of got together and we discussed, you know, who's out there doing what right now to support this cause and how can we help and what can we do? Well, what we realized really was that we, you know, we sat down from with members of other organizations who were who were really out there trying to fight the good fight for uh, female equality in the entertainment business. Um, but what we realized is they weren't talking to each other. Nobody was sitting down with another group and saying, let's help each other because there's power in numbers. So essentially when we came into the mix, that was our main goal is to get all these female organizations talking. And then we got ourselves trained um, in social movements and how to uh, create a positive social movement and how to execute that. And uh, so we're la- we've just we're launching our first campaign this year to um, uh, to help get more female directors behind the camera, and it's super exciting. And the reason we feel it's more so important is is because well, a you know we really want to change those numbers, but the more women that have an opportunity to tell their stories, the more it changes the landscape of our country. And in a huge way, because really and truly, entertainment sets the tone. Young women look at, you know, TV or movies, and they see a strong female woman, and and then they believe in their head that, like, oh, I can be that. I can do that in my life. Or that's my story. That's a reflection of who I am. And for the longest time, I don't think we've had that in uh, media at all. So it's very important to tell those stories. It's very important to have women tell those stories. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we're, that's what we're up to. And you can, um, go, you can follow us on Twitter, join IWE, or on Instagram, join IWE. And, um, that's, you know, just following us and retweeting and, liking our posts is just a big help well you know and like you said it's one of those things where entertainment does change a landscape it's it helps you i guess set those dreams really believe in yourself and reinforces i guess changing that landscape like you said i mean i'm a father of four and i have two daughters and i want to make sure that they can grow up feeling empowered as well that's oh gosh man that's so wonderful to hear you say that because our biggest thing has been really and truly trying to get men um to hear what we're saying as well. And there have been some great supporters of ours, male supporters, who have really, they came to our summits and they've come to our meetings. And and a lot of them have daughters, uh, female, or a lot of them have daughters. And they really, that for them, that's why they want to make a difference because they want their daughters to be able to actually be, not just believe that they can grow up and be the president of the United States or be Kerry Washington on scandal or whatever, you know, but they, they, they want, they want to actually create a world in which that is possible for them, you know? Um, and so 
It's a very important thing, and that's really nice that you said that. Well, you know, and with this, you know, so many organizations, television shows, you've been on so many different things recently, like Grey's Anatomy and The Player. And, of course, that's going to bring us up to something that you're coming to be part of as well on January 26th, up and coming. Um, you're going to be co-hosting an episode of Home and Family that's set to air. I guess, uh, you know, what is it like jo- uh, joining on this and being the co-host for this? <laughs> I'm so excited. They are such a great group over there, home and family, everyone who works for them. I've, I've, you know, come on the show, I think three or four times, you know, just, but just as a guest, um, promoting certain things. And, um, every single time I've gone, it's just been such a wonderful experience and I enjoy it so much. And, um, I, you know, they asked me to come on and co-host, which is amazing. And, and, um, I'm, Super, super, super excited. It's it's like, you know, it's kind of like coming home in a way. Um, and we have some really cool segments um, that we're going to be doing and some throwback stuff where we will be talking about Mickey Mouse Club. And then I'm going to bring on a special guest, another Mouse Club member. I'm just doing a little tease if people want to tune in to watch. <laughs> And um, <laughs> and we'll be talking, you know, about our experience on the show and showing some pictures and um, gossiping a little bit. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a really fun time. I'm super excited about it. Well, you know, it's one of those things where I think, you know, of course, oh, there are, their current viewers already are going to be super excited. And then your fans, of course, people that have followed you throughout your entire career, you know, they're going to be extra excited. Now, I guess if, if co-hosting goes well, are we going to be able to see you co-hosting all, all over the place? Is that something that you'd want to kind of shift into once in a while? Yeah, I think so. Um, I enjoy it. I, I, part of what I love about it, um, is that for me, whenever, even whenever I was a kid and I, I wanted to be a performer, the reason why I wanted to do that is because I feel like I'm a storyteller. I, I love hearing people's stories. I love telling stories. I love being a part of the entire process, whether they be fiction or nonfiction, right? And what I love about the hosting format and and doing that is is you're really and truly you're just you're telling stories you're just doing it in a different way you know it's not in a scripted way as you do with a movie um it's live but you're telling stories whether it's you know uh you know uh, how to put together like a a frame for a photo that you want to build or you're talking to someone about their life and their experience and what they're up to or some movie that they made and how that impacted their lives it's all part of the storytelling um format so i for me i just that's what i love about it that's what i really enjoy and also like uh just being really getting to be really personable with other people um I think it's important. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to do more of that. Well, we know you're busy. We don't want to keep you too long. So many different things on the horizon, of course, and you're always constantly working. But before we let you go, for all the fans of Nikki out there, people that have followed you all the way from the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, all the way through Awkward, A Dream of Christmas, and, of course, Home and Family coming on January 26th, is there any final words you'd like to leave out there for all of your fans that are listening in? Yeah, I just, you know... I just feel so grateful that I've been able to do what I love to do for so long, for, you know, 30 years. And the only reason I've been able to do that is because people have tuned in, tuned in to watch and 
and support what I do. And for that, I just, I thank everyone and I'm just super, super grateful for all of that love and continued support. And, um, I hope I can continue to make everyone proud and entertain them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was our pleasure, Nikki, having you stop in, chat with us. You know, definitely everybody tune in January 26th, Home and Family, as Nikki's going to be co-hosting. And as she hinted, she might even rejoin up with a fellow past Mouseketeer there as well. So thank you, Nikki, once again. And we're going to be looking in the horizon in this year and, of course, the upcoming Christmas and hopefully seeing something as well. So thanks for taking the time and stopping in this week. Ah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Steamboat Willie made me laugh like silly, and Mickey Mouse was the star. When he swaggered in with his big wide grin, I knew that he'd go far. Big feet flapping, got me clapping, I love that Mickey so. That long-tailed, big-eared, strutting showman really stole the show. Friendly Pluto barked away, and Mickey was his pal. Donald and Goofy drove him crazy, but Minnie was his gal. He rescued Minnie time after time, a hero through and through. Whatever the danger, he always came running when Minnie called you. I grew up on Mickey Mouse, and Mickey grew on me. Happy birthday, Mickey Mouse. Happy anniversary. Mickey Mouse, he's the one, the leader of the gang. Think of all the laughs we had, and all the songs we sang. Well, I grew up on Mickey Mouse, Mickey grew on me. Happy birthday, Mickey Mouse. Happy anniversary. And play them all with a flair Clerk or conductor or Hollywood star He left his mark everywhere Dancing and romping, running and stomping I watched him when he played With Minnie and Donald, Goofy and Pluto And Disney on parade I grew up on Mickey Mouse Mickey grew on me Happy birthday, Mickey Mouse Happy anniversary Dressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. Here's veteran Mouseketeer Lindsay with a look at the new girls at the 
Club. I can't believe it's actually been six seasons since the beginning. Me and Josh and Jen, uh, when we first started, we were all about 10 or 11, and it was great fun. Now we have a new group of kids who I'd like to introduce you to. All right, Brittany, how do you like the MMC? Are you having any fun yet? It's great. All the friends, the movies, the parks, it's great. Now, tell me, how did you get into the entertainment business? I've always wanted to entertain. And so I went to New York City and I auditioned and I did it. Now, what do you like to do when you're not working on MMC? Oh, swimming, dancing, my go-karts. I feel the need for speed! Ping pong. And Brittany is the ping pong champ. She, like, beats all the guys. Hey, Christina, how's it going? Oh, hi, Lindsay. Hello. It's going great. I'm having a lot of fun on the club, and everybody's just so full. It's fun. <laughs> so, Christina, tell me a little bit about yourself. I like to sing, dance, act. So, Christina, tell me what else do you like to do? Well, I like to play volleyball, but I love to go shopping. I think Christina and I are going to become great friends. <laughs> Welcome to the hey, MMC. Hey, uh, thanks. I'm glad to be here. Well, great. Uh, are you having fun on the MMC? What's your favorite part? Um, everything is so great about the Mickey Mouse Club, especially um, the skits. They How many skits are yes, best? They, they are so much fun. So much fun. Just pretend I'm not even here. And also the dancers. The dance yeah. performance numbers are awesome. Mickey's an incredible dancer, by the way. It's amazing. <laughs> Here's another look at the new girls on the MMC. My favorite food is steak and potatoes. Any kind of fruit. My favorite food would probably be lasagna. My favorite subject at school is science. Spelling. I really love math. My worst subject would have to be math. What I like best about the MMC is probably the people. Everybody's just like a big family here. The thing I like the best about MMC is um, all the kids. So, Lindsay, after six seasons of the Mickey Mouse Club, what advice do you have to give to us new Masketeers? Don't let them con you into doing any sketches with bugs, and reptiles, amphibians. They always con me into doing these things. Now you know them, so watch for Brittany, Christina, and Nikki in an all-new season of the MMC, premiering October 4th on the Disney Channel. And will MMC These girls are catching on.
Hey there, D-Hands. Paige here with an all-new Magical Music Review. This week, we are taking a look at some music I've been waiting to pull out. In 2012, Disney Junior introduced us to a special little girl who became princess overnight. I, of course, am talking about none other than Sophia the First. With music by Mark Himmelstein and lyrics by John Cavanaugh, the show has brought many good songs along with its stories. Now, Sophia, voiced by Modern Family star Ariel Winter, is not the only character to sing. Her step-family, mother, animal friends, and even some special guest stars are among the many different voices that fill the show. It was hard narrowing down my favorites, but I've chosen four for us to look at together this week. So, with all that said, follow me to the beautiful kingdom of Enchantia as we take a look at the music of the hit Disney Junior show, Sophia the First. Sophia's best friend has shared several songs with her over the years. In the 2015 episode of Clover Time, Clover the Bunny moves in with Sophia after his rabbit hole is flooded. So, naturally, best friend moves in. That means it's time for one great slumber party. Hoppin' Out With You is a fun, upbeat number where Clover and Sophia take turns telling the other the things they like about each other in their friendship and what they know they can count on each other for. Wayne Brady, the voice of Clover, adds energy to the song as he's backed up by drums, piano, sax, and trumpets, with Ariel Winter joining in about halfway through the song. Wayne and Ariel are also backed up by a few additional singers, helping to round out the sound in this catchy song. You can't help but sing and dance along with Clover and Sophia. You make me wanna sing all day long, hippin' and I hop into my favorite song. Dance round and round, showing everybody how my bunny gets down. All the boys go, hey, when they check out the way we play. I jump and shout when I'm hopping out with you. Hopping out with you. When I'm feeling chilly, you keep me warm. You're like an umbrella in a big rainstorm. With a friend like you, I'd hop a mile. I'd be out of breath, but it would be worthwhile. If I need a buddy or by my side, yep. you pick me up when I slip and slide. We're the best of friends. When we get together, everything's more fun. We sing all day long. Hippin' and I hop into my favorite song. Jump and shout when I'm hopping out with you. With you. With you. With you. I jump, I jump and, shout and shout when I'm hopping out with you. I'm hopping out with you. I'm hopping out. Yeah. With you. From the very beginning, Sophia has had a connection to the Disney princesses through the Amulet of Avalor, which grants the wearer a special power, a blessing, or curse. What I find so special about the princesses' appearances is that in many instances, the original voice actresses have returned to their roles. What you hear now is Jodie Benson once again voicing the lovely Ariel. Linda Larkin and Ming-Na also returned to voice Jasmine and Mulan in their respective appearances, with Leia Salonga returning to provide the singing voices for both ladies. In our song that we're about to hear, we have Belle, voiced by her current voice, Julie Nathanson, who took over from Paige O'Hara in 2011, who provided Belle's voice for 20 years. Belle arrives to sing Make It Right after Sophia is caught by the amulet for bragging about being selected to sing the anthem of Enchantia. The amulet curses Sophia, causing her to croak like a frog whenever she speaks. 
A softer song than our previous, it is very light in instrumentation as Belle tells Sophia the story of Beast, who also had a very hard time expressing himself in the right way, and had to learn how to apologize and really mean it. And by learning that actions can say much more than words. Ariel Winter joins Julie, croaks and all, near the end as Sophia realizes what she must do to make things right with her friends. About a beast I knew Who fell deep under a spell That he couldn't undo And though he tried to say That yes, his heart was true There was just one way To break that curse in two He saw my plight Put up a fight He tried his best To make it right To fix your mess Do more than confess Use all your might To make it right You found a brand new crowd And brushed your friends aside Too proud, a little too loud So now your tongue is tied You want to set things straight You gotta go for broke By doing something great You just might lose that croak You could delight your friends tonight They'd be impressed You tried to make it right To fix your mess Do more than confess Use all your might To make it right I'm sorry is a phrase that's often heard But actions speak louder than words Keep your goal plainly in sight And use all your might And make it I'll make it You'll make it Right A key friend within the palace for Sophia from day one is the helpful steward Bailiwick, voiced by Tim Gunn. While keeping the palace running, Bailiwick always has time to help Sophia, Amber, and James with whatever they need. But when Sly visiting steward Slickwell comes to town to create trouble for Bailiwick, Sophia is ready to step up to help her friend. Helping Hand is a bright, upbeat song with strings, drums, and piano in the instrumentation. One of the special aspects to this song is special Broadway guest Christian Borlay bringing Slickwell to life. As Ariel sings to Bailiwick, Christian sings of Slickwell's scheme to take over the job of royal steward of Enchantia. The song reinforces Sophia's helpful and innocent character, showing her desire to be of help to her friends in any way she can, and doing it with a smile and every good intention. Today I'll lend a hand to you, wherever you go, whatever you do. I have a plan to trip you up, drop every tray and every cup. So if you hesitate or That serpent pin is cursed You'll go from being best to worst I'll be your helping hand When the need arises And I will help provide Some terrible and cruel surprises I'll stand right by your side To help you stay in line And I will never rest 
Now that's my dream To get that job I've hatched a truly amazing scheme It involves a secret trick <laughs> Getting rid of Bailiwick To help you out I'll look the part I'll put on a coat and dress up smart And if you worry, fret or frown Slick Will kicks you when you're down That you're a clumsy clod Slick Will's going to steal your job I'll be your helping hand When the need arises And I will help provide Some terrible and cruel surprises I'll stand right by your side To help you stay in line And I will never rest Until your job is Our final song for this week comes from one of the early episodes of the series. King Roland, Queen Miranda, and the children aren't the only ones who live in the castle. There are trolls in the caves below, and these trolls love music. Make Some Noise is led by Gnarly, voiced by Carlos Elizariki. With a jazzy dance mood to the instrumentation, introduced by drum set, followed shortly behind by piano and then the addition of trumpets, Gnarly and the other trolls tell Sophia how they have fun and stay happy. They make noise! And that noise is music. Ariel joins Carlos in the fun near the end of the song, getting caught up by the energy and excitement. A fun song to be sure you can't help but snap and dance along. Get in the way Life's full of happy moments 
that, my time is up for this week. I hope you all have enjoyed this week's magical music review. As always, thank you for coming back week after week to Disney On Demand. Feel free to connect with me and the D-team of the D-Wire on Facebook. Send me any comments, questions, or suggestions at page at DizRadio.com or send me a friend request, page DizRadio. I'd love to connect with you all. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, D-Heads, as we all continue with the ride of our lives. And until next time, see ya! Santa's on his way, so deck the halls! The Mouse Club's throwing a Christmas party! Really? Yeah! It's that special time of year! Christmas time! Jam with a party in a fresh video! And get into the spirit with some rockin' holiday tunes! It's all on the Mickey Mouse Club Christmas special! Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney On Demand! Dibs! Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It was a fantastic romp. All kinds of fun things, and I want to extend a very special thank you to the talented and beautiful Nikki Deloach once again for stopping in here, chatting with us, taking that trip down memory lane, and be sure to tune in tomorrow as she's going to be a co-host and share more of those memories with all of you D-heads out there as well. So thank you, Nikki, for stopping in, chatting with us, and uh, taking that time out of your schedule. And no show would be complete without that D-team, so I want to extend that thank you to the D-team. Because without them, there would be no show. So thank you to Aaron, Cody, Paige, Jason, and of course, the all-new D-Team member in Dominic for stopping in here this week, chatting with us, and having all kinds of fun with their signature segments. Remember, you can always connect up with the D-Team on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. And most of all, finally, the most important, yes, thank you, the D-Heads. You are what makes the show. You are the reason we've been coming back at you for the last seven years, so thank you, the D-Heads. You are the reason we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney. Without you, Disney On Demand would not exist. So thank you once again, the D-Heads. So next week, show number 163, we officially kick into February. Yes, a busy month for me as it's my birthday, my boy's birthday, and so much more. And we have very special guests stopping in here next week. But before I give you a hint as to who's going to be stopping in here, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. Yes, you hear me say it every single week. First and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's DIZRadio.com. There you can find our fullest of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, DIZRadio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search DizRadio, DIZRadio. Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky, magical little show. And remember, if you can't wait, you need the magic instantly as soon as it gets released, it's super easy. All you got to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there and get the latest shows as they get released on your mobile device, your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, and you can listen to it instantly right away as soon as they get released. And remember, you can find all of these links and more on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. 
So all VD heads, with that out of the way, we are going to kick into February next week with show number 163. And to do that, we're going to go back in time. Think about being a strong man, maybe the strongest man in the world, maybe running for the district attorney's office, or maybe just going all the way back where you see the person and then you don't. Put all those together and see if you can figure out who next week's guest is going to be. So until next week, all VD heads, as I always say, slow down take time, never neglect family for business, make the memories happen. And this weekend, I am super excited because it's the father-daughter dance with both my daughters, as I already mentioned. So I'm going to gear up, get ready for that, and really make those memories happen as well. Until next week, all VD heads, make the magic. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.